welcome to episode 79, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your host, Sean. And in this first hour, we do how everybody's week went, pretty much. <laughs> I love how fumbled you get, like you forget exactly what it is we're doing. Well, you, you just don't want to, I mean, every time I do that, it's just like, I always forget something. So. Well, okay, I guess we should, maybe we should start doing like a little, hey everybody, it's Sean and Ed from Geeksters. Um, as you know, we do our show, here's your breakdown. Yeah. You know, like, hey, everybody, listen, you guys, you guys are all here behind the scenes, show prep. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, everybody, it's Ed and Sean here at Geeksters, what's up? <laughs> and in our first hour, you get to listen to the sultry sounds of how our week went. Yeah. You know, and Ed, <laughs> we go prematurely, tries to do a movie review. <laughs> we talk about the opera. Yes. <laughs> the theater. The theater. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like your general basic wackiness of the week. Yes. And uh, that's pretty much it, folks. So, uh, you we know. We also what? did the top five movies of the weekend. Yes, yeah, so where you pre, you know, where you finally did give your movie review. review. Yeah. We're not going to tell you what it is. Nope. You got to listen. Find out. I know Ed was jumping the bit. He was going to say it. Nope. Oh, look at you learning. Yeah, that's right. Look at me. Don't, if you kill him, you won't learn nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, enjoy the first hour. And we'll get uh, back to you at the end. All right. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. <laughs> what are you doing? It's on. Yeah. I can't hear myself. There, there you we go. go. I'm sorry. I'm cracking myself up over here. I'm posting that picture I took earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Because uh, I made you put on the honey badger hat. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> honey badger don't give a shit. Honey badger don't give a shit. Sorry, folks. My scraps. Ed's never seen the. Uh, <laughs> he's never seen it, so we had to uh, kind of show, show it. it. Yeah. So now Erica and I are in the old. Honey badger, don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Look, honey badger's running backwards. <laughs> Ew! That's so disgusting. Has a snake in its mouth. Ew! Doesn't give a shit. Doesn't care. Doesn't give a shit. And the birds are all flying around and waiting for whatever honey badger has because they're going to eat the scraps. <laughs> We're waiting for the scraps, stupid. So, anyway, welcome to the show. Um, so, how was everyone's week? Good, good. I had an amazing night last night. What did yes. you do? Well, hold on. Let's get I, to that because you know, apparently yeah. hers is probably the most interesting. Ed, what did you? Ed, <laughs> so oh. let's go to a boring story Slap. first. Let's go to the. Let's go to the. the it'd be like, hey, here's this great story. So, Ed, what'd you do? Nothing. <laughs> so, kind of a, like you got to build up to the story. Well, I saw Muppets Most Wanted. Ooh, okay, how yeah. was that? Oh, that can wait for the what do you call it? Movie portion. Son of a bitch. Okay, all right. No, I'm in Jesus. I want instant gratification, Mister. Oh, we have a plan. We have schedules. We have got to do this. You already, you know, like well. I how had many to come times? with something. How you're many? Like, you're like, hers is going to be interesting. <laughs> Slack. How many, how many times have we... Let's go through his boring crap. And thanks. I'm like, well... Well, up. let's look, at, let's look at the bright side. His boring shit would be coming before mine, too. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm, we're going to finish up with hers, because I know that's probably the more meatier story. And we usually do movie reviews... When we do box office, uh, that's right, okay. Mister. We have a schedule. By the way, I do have a Miss Piggy inspired manicure on today. I'm very excited about my manicure. Well, at least that's one yes. of the three of us is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was planning to go. Does it see- smell like pork? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually planning to go see um, Muppets Most Wanted, but I did not make it. Ah, <laughs> what's green? It yeah. smells like pork. 
Kermit's finger. Ah! <laughs> All right. So anyway, anyone anyway to the movies, you'll hear his review in a little bit. Yes. Other than that, what did you do? Um, I've been actually trying to get Google Play on my tablet. I bought a, or I got a cheap tablet for Christmas. And it's a nice tablet. It's, a, it's just cheap because it's inexpensive <laughs> compared to the Galaxy. I got this piece of crap. It's a great tablet. tablet. It's I actually a that, piece of cardboard. That, folks, was Ed's real weak-willed way of saying, um, if anybody's listening, I don't think it's cheap. It's he's cover, It's, called it's the, just inexpensive. It's called the Covering the C, uh, C-Y-A Defense. Cover your That's ass. Right. Cover your ass. That's right. So I've been trying to get Google Play. There's ways you can do it, and I've been finding out fascinating ways to do that. So I know it's not that exciting, so that's why you got me first. What, what would you need the Google Plus Well, you for? have to, what they call, root your... I don't care about uh, the see, details, yeah, see? Yeah, right away, it's, it's... No, let me tell you the boring setup. This, this, this. I'm asking, why would okay. you want that? Why would I want Google Play? Yeah, what do you... What do you... I don't know. I just thought there's there's a lot more... I mean, I have a, a app store on my tablet uh-huh. that it comes with. But I figure with Google Play, you can get a lot more like movies and, right. and other games and that kind okay. of stuff. So I want to try and Which get Which kind of reminds me, like I was going to ask you on the way up, you were talking about how Buffy Season 10 has started in the comic books. Yeah. And you have a problem finding it sometimes. Yes. Because your wife's into it. Have you ever thought about doing it digitally? Um, a digital comic because they're out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean she's she's actually looking into subscriptions for it, so I don't know okay. where she got okay. with that today. But uh, I mean, there's there's a really good um, comic book app that I downloaded called Com- Comicsology. Yeah, and I I really like I I dig it. Like I like. Yeah, it. that's that's kind of like has all the comics. Like you can yeah, go DC or Marvel specific. And you can well, get thing. some free ones too. Yeah. That it's I like it because it. You know, I'm not a huge comic book reader. I'm, I I read graphic novels, and it, mm. but it lets me get tastes of different comics. So if I like it, I can go and buy the rest. Right. Well, the thing for me is, is like I also like to go to the stores and you well, know, yeah, hunt around. You, the... you and I are old school. You yeah. want that tangible thing in your hand. Right. And I agree with that with comics. Cause I have a hard time reading digital comics as well. But at least with the iPad, I can like save if I like a particular panel. I can at least save it as a screensaver. Mm. Okay. So I'm like, there's like a little couple of like added benefits, mm-hmm. but if you're just reading, it's like flip, 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 flip. Also, right. too, you know, like as Kevin Smith puts it, he likes his app because it tells you where to go. Like <laughs> it'll zoom in on a panel, and then when you swipe, it goes to what legitimately would be the next panel. Mm-hmm. Even though, like when you're reading comic book, you can be like all over the place. Wow! But it'll actually kind of track like the story. Like you need to go here because some here. of the, I mean, especially the older comics, like the Shield ones from Stranko, Str- right? His panels were bizarre. I mean, like some of his artwork, it was phenomenal to look at on a page. Right. But it was hard to follow which panel to go. Right. Because sometimes you'd have to flip the comic upside down yeah. to read certain things. Yeah. And it was just like, it was amazing to, to go through, but I can't see how an app would do that. But it well, would the app would flip it over around for you. Yeah. It would and tell I, you that this is where you need to go next. And I think with um, the Comixology app, you have the option of either just reading it on the screen. Yeah. Or having the, the, the tangible you know, thing, like, if, yeah. like if you where it, the, it takes you through the story. Yeah, where if you flip the page, you go, I got to turn the thing. You could turn the whole, I, I for me, the iPad up mm-hmm. upside down to go, oh, that's what it is. Okay. You know, or I'm going to just go, I'm lazy. Show me where I need to go next. Because right. we live in a lazy society. I mean, we're only like two, maybe three steps away from those little transported things that Wally had. Yeah. Those floating recliners. Yeah. <laughs> with a TV right in front of you. Yeah. I mean, also, too. Just do my shake. I'm playing games. <laughs> it's also a learning to experience too to get this Google Play to work on the tablet because sure. I got to learn 
tablet now because of different things for my job and all right, so people qu- asking me questions. So question for you. This is a, a tech question. Yeah. So you had said, you know, you needed to root your um, tablet yeah. for those who are not crazy technology, you know, right. all into it. What exactly does that mean? Well, it's basically uh, Android is an open sourced mm-hmm. operating system, which yeah. means I can install it on anything. But to be certified, these these like the Gal- Samsung Galaxy is my number one example for it. Mm-hmm. It's got a certificate for it. There's a certificate that this is, you know, approved by uh, Google to mm-hmm. be used for their system. So you have your Google Play Store, which has all their yeah. stuff. Well, you is don't it have... like a security certificate? It's uh, basically just saying, like, you know, it's it passed all it met all the requirements okay. for a processor, okay. memory, and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So it's it's just basically saying it passed. Other things like this one is called an Extreme Tablet that I bought. It's a okay. seven. Well, my wife bought it for me for Christmas. It's a seven-inch tablet. It's a great little tablet, yeah. but it's not, you know, certified. Oh, okay. So there's limitations to it. I can't get certain apps on it. Okay. You know, like the, there's another uh, tablet I'm actually working on for somebody else who can't get Skype on it. Oh. So I have to figure out how to get the Skype on there. You need mm-hmm. Google Play to do that. <clears throat> okay. So that's what I'm trying to figure all that out oh, as well. okay. So with that, you have to basically get a certification. And there's ways you can do it. You just got to run through all these steps to, to do it. And there's... Every step, there's three or four variations of that step. Mm-hmm. So you got to try this one. And you go, nope, that's not it. Got to go back to square one, start all over again, and then then run through the next set of steps to find the right sequence to get Google Play to work. Oh, okay. So it's fun. Fun times. And that's the reason why he's going first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I have a... I, I punched out the moment you said, so it's a tech guy's, but I was like, okay, I'm going to click on Facebook for a while. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I am interested in, in technology, especially, you know, just for my job, you mm-hmm. know, like what I what I do, you know, nine to five. Um, nine to five, what a way to make a living. Sorry. I mean, but I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not as technologically savvy as i would like to be so for me you know i'm trying to learn about you know this kind of stuff because i don't want to necessarily have to you know just go to a store and hope to hell that they have something that will be I, able to work and you'll exactly. be able to use it without thinking about it mm-hmm. or putting too much thought into yeah. it right i mean which on one hand you know it's it's nice to be able to do that like my phone i have an htc 1s i love that phone you know i and from day one, I was able to do most of what I needed to on that phone. So, you know, knock on wood, whatever the next phone is, you know, I'll have the same capability. Same thing with this Lenovo that I have, you know, for, mm. for my new laptop. But, you know, I would like to be able to go and buy an inexpensive tablet and set it up and have it do what I need it to do. All right. Yeah. So. All right. But I was saying, I, I was like Apple, like I'm not a fan of Apple products. And I think we've been through that enough times. Yeah. But I always suggest people, if you really don't want to think about it, buy an Apple product because they're great at – you want to connect to the internet, it will just pretty much do it for mm-hmm. you. You just press a button and well, then go to the internet I, and it automatically will find the well, I, available I, Wi-Fi for I, I think that comes down to the fact that Apple makes products for the everyday people to use. Mm-hmm. Like um, I have computer programming experience. I love computers and I love doing all that stuff. But sometimes when I buy something, I just want to turn it on and have it work. I don't want to have to figure it out. Yeah. Like I think that's the reason why like um, most people are are leaning lean towards like the iPad and stuff like that because it really mm-hmm. as soon as it's out of the box you know it's going to work right. most of the time yeah. yeah I mean I want you know that I want to need it to work I want it to work now see I I want I want to somewhere in the middle I want it to work now but I also want to be able to have the capability of okay 
you know, if I need to do something else with it, you know, make that work. Now, see, I'm, I'm Mr. I am, I am, I've so embraced the 21st century as far as technology and laziness. Like, if I don't know how to something, Google it. And I'm sure somebody has already thought about it. Oh, has, yeah. made, has made a YouTube video out of it. I, I just watched that. that. You go, you go to YouTube and do, do how to whatever. Mm-hmm. Somebody already did it. Somebody oh, already yeah. put a video out. Mm-hmm. Will tell you how to do it. I mean, there's hundreds of videos, and some of them are balls. Like, so you have to think. You have to go through two, three videos before you go. Okay, this makes sense for me. This is what I need yeah. to do. So you have to do that. But at least I'm watching a five minute video on something and going. That makes sense. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it this way, right, rather than spend an hour going. I don't know what the fuck to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, let me just. If I don't know how to do it instinctively, first try because I try to think myself somewhat self reliant and intelligent to be able to figure out tab A goes in the slot B kind of thing. That's what she said. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, so I was kind of. I'm always more like, if I'm really stuck, I'm like, all right, let me just Google it. Google that shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, my week wasn't as interesting. I mean, work. Um, I did pick up uh, Infamous Son. Uh, well, Infamous Second Son, the video game. Mm-hmm. I got the limited edition uh, set box set right here that I will show you all when we do our video game. Ooh. When I do my video game review, the that you work so hard on opening before the show. Yeah, the box is a <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, because it came in this nice little like like box. But you have to kind of lift the thing on it. It's so tightly sealed that yeah. you kind of have to shake it. To, like, why couldn't you just make the box, the, the cover of the box, just a hair bigger? You know what that is? What? Gamer exercise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't need that. You burn three calories. <laughs> Opening the box. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, lady. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's open. <laughs> so I got all my tchotchkes and stuff I can show you. Yes. I, I, brought, I, I Normally I don't bring that stuff in because I'm like, it's visual media. And mm-hmm. even though we're on the radio and we have access to phone and Facebook and yeah. anybody wants to see, can just go, ooh, click. Let's watch what we're putting up right now. Like that Honey Badger hat. Me, this conductor of the Honey Badger <laughs> Express. Yes. It's on our Facebook page. <laughs> you go to the Geeksters Facebook page, you'll see me there all looking all conductor-ish. Like, hello! Getting on Honey Badger Express! Toot toot! (laughs) (laughs) I know I can! (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much my highlight in work. The barrage of stupid questions I get at work. Number one stupid question is... What time are we open till? (laughs) I work at a GameStop. So, I mean, as I, I great, Jobby Graven was with fucking customers. <laughs> I think that's most retail. That's most retail. I agree. That's the reason why I find myself definitely replaying scenes from Clerks over and over and over yeah. again. I mean, most of the time it's like 8.30, what time are you closing? 9 o'clock. And oh. Ed brought the great thing is they probably Googled, you know. The phone number. And, to go, it, yeah. and it's there on the page of yeah. what time that store opens to. Yeah. I mean, granted, there are a couple of GameStops that close at 7 because they're not in a highly densely populated area. Yeah. Or there's other stores around where you can buy video games. I don't know exactly what determines a store closing at 7 versus a store closing at 9. It's uh, it's actually the agreement of the uh, sh- the strip mall that they're involved in. Okay. Oh. Yeah, because I was there's a one on Huntington Pike in Philadelphia, or actually in Rockledge. And uh, they close at 7. And I asked him that. And I'm like, well, why do you guys close at 7? Most of you guys close at 9. He goes, because it's the agreement we made because all the other stores 
close early, mm-hmm. and we're actually the one of the last ones to close at sure. seven, and so that's the latest we can be oh, open until. Okay. So it's kind of like a security measure. Exactly. Well. All right, understandable. All right, but yeah, it's like so. What time you close at nine o'clock? What time you close at nine o'clock? What time you close at nine o'clock? You know, what? I used to get that a lot. I used to work at CVS, <laughs> and I would get that a lot. And my first store was twenty four hours, so it would be like, we don't. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're always it, open. Yeah. They were like a cheap whore, always open. <laughs> Except when the one time we did close, now, was this, was the pharmacy always open? Yes. Okay. But the, what yeah. would happen is, so we would. I actually worked till midnight on Saturday nights, and so we would um, we would pull down the gates, you know, and then we just had one area where all the customers had to go to for drop off or pick up. Normally, there's a drop off section oh, and yeah, pick up section. Yeah, you fun them all in. So you yeah, keep and that, I mean that was just for security measures because right. I, I mean th- there was one time we did get broken into, and what had happened was we there was a back door. I mean they've since remodeled the pharmacy, but there was a back door in the pharmacy at the time that we would walk through to take the trash out rather than taking it out the front. Right, and somebody forgot to you know we always kept that door locked. Somebody forgot to lock the door. And somebody came in and, you know, snuck behind all the, the aisles of, of um, medication and tried to tackle the pharmacist. The only problem was the pharmacist was a big, burly, athletic guy and beat the crap out of the guy <laughs> and held him there until the cops arrived. I'm not sure. I mean, any tweaker that comes running in, I'm sure almost anybody could take. Ed probably could take him. <laughs> I, I need my opium. Ah! Skinny, naked white guy comes in looking for Percocets. I'm sure you could take him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it was just hilarious that they, they went after this one pharmacist. You know, who... Went after one pharmacist? Well, because he, he, he just was the walking... one guy. Like, there's a whole room for a pharmacist, and this skinny tweaker comes walking in going... You fucked my wife! <laughs> no, we, we had, um, you know, overnights we would only have one pharmacist working, no tax. Right. And the whole time I had been saying, like, you know, for security reasons, we we need at least another tech there, you know? For security reasons, we get fish lining tied from crying right in the head level so anybody runs in to get decapitated. <laughs> we got one! But it was just funny that, you know, they used... They waited for that night, you know, because, right. I mean, this, like I said, big, tall, burly, <laughs> athletic guy. And we're like, well, that's the thing. You don't really know waited what, criminals, for him? What, what criminals do. When I was younger, I used to work at a, at a car wash. It was a car wash slash gas station. And at Saturday nights, I would work till seven and two girls would work mm-hmm. till closing. Yeah. And they waited till I left. And then they would rob the place because these two girls. Yeah, these two girls. Oh, yeah. 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 It was easy for easy pickings. <clears throat> easy pickings. Yeah. Yeah. Especially two chicks. I would never like have like two girls work. I mean, not as you know as these were tough girls too. By the well, way, they're I mean, from yeah. Philadelphia, so yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm just saying that's like I would be kind of leery as a store owner to have two girls work a night shift just for their own safety. I'd fuck the store. I mean, mm. the store's insured. Yeah, you know, but for safety of my employees, I would definitely. I mean, granted, I mean, just because there's a guy there, he could be the wimpiest guy of the place. You know. Two girls probably could take him easily, yeah. but it's just one of those things. I was just like, it's less of a temptation if they see a mm-hmm. male figure there. I'm not being sexist. I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. there was like have the two girls and like a, th- a third guy just kind of be like sweeping the floors or something. I mean, we had there was there was one time, and you know, I used to be a lot heavier, and you know, just I'm still strong, but you know, I'm not as strong as I, I used to be. Strong like moose. <laughs> I am strong like bull. 
but without testicles. <laughs> no, you get testicles. We know. <laughs> but what happened was we... Uh, what I, happened was a freak baby act. Next you know what I got testicles. <laughs> I don't know where they came from. I sneezed and... Boop, boop, they they dropped. <laughs> but we... Uh, it was me and another um, female pharmacist and... This woman, like, she was strung out of her mind, you know, and she's trying to come back into the pharmacy. And I'm, I'm basically blocking her and telling her, you can't be back here. You Listen, tweaker. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was funny. I went up front to make sure that she was gone. And my pharmacist starts freaking out. She's like, no, but who's going to protect me? I'm like. I'm a technician, not a bodyguard. <laughs> Damn it, Jim, I'm a physician. <laughs> I was like, if you're scared, go lock yourself in the back room. I'll be back. <laughs> Damn it, Jim, I'm a technician, not a pharmacist. <laughs> anyway, so that was mine week. It was nothing, you know, like I said, pretty standard work stuff. And then yeah. Friday I picked up a sec- infamous second son and yeah. been playing that ever since. And that's why I'm a little tweaked out. Like, eh. <laughs> so okay let's get to erica because she had the big weekend i did have a big weekend it was awesome so last night i went to see phantom of the opera at the academy of music it's playing for a few weeks and you know doing a north american tour mm-hmm. so i've you know i've told you guys before i've loved phantom of the opera since i was just a wee little girl so I, uh, I went and saw it, and at the end of the show, the production, by the way, was amazing. <laughs> it's, it's getting like, fucking treats. It's like, like I'm oh, checking this out. This is going to be a show. Let me get my my Twizzlers and nubs and nibs and just kind of start eating them. Yeah, just go ahead. Don't mind me. Hey, fuck you, Ed. I tried to make your shit interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you don't need my help. I'm dying. <laughs> so I... um uh. You know, so I went. The production was amazing. It was very beautifully done. Um, but at the end, you know, when the cast was taking their, you know, taking their bows, they after they finished, they said, by the way, you know, we're going to be, um, they're trying to raise money for this uh, group called Broadway Cares. And basically what it does is it helps people who are um, living with HIV and AIDS and, you know, with financial support, emotional support, that whole thing. So they come they, to the house and they set it all up and they do Phantom of the Opera in your house. Awesome. <laughs> for <would>. charity. <laughs> I'd pay for that. Um they break through the they break through the uh bedroom, you know, yeah. the rafters as he comes down. Son of a bitch. For charity. Shut up. Shut up. Enjoy. We get it for nothing. It's like but, but the hole in the <clears throat> ceiling. Your house is insured, right? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got the opera. <laughs> but wait, not, I live in the apartment. <laughs> and it's not insured for act of phantom. <laughs> it's an act of God. <laughs> so, you know, they, they were offering three different things um, at the end of the show to try and read. Well, actually, Mo, four. Larry, and Curly. <laughs> yes. So the first thing they were doing was they had actual cast members standing out in the... You um, buy one of these cast members? members? <laughs> All right. Dude, if I could have done that. <laughs> but like, guys, I'm not coming in tonight. <laughs> Get a cast member to play with. <laughs> Calling in. What's what's that muffled screaming in the background? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> nothing. Ain't nothing. You didn't hear nothing. You didn't see nothing. Bump the lotion in! <laughs> Sing it again! <laughs> this time with feeling! <laughs> The Phantom of the Opera. Again! <laughs> anyway, I won't be coming into work today. I'm feeling a little sick. <laughs> I had a long night. You know. 
face. <laughs> Sitting there with a knife carving their face in the mask. <laughs> anyway. The mask is super cool to the side of the going, ah! Help me, crazy woman! Crazy woman! When I rip it off, you're really going to feel it. <laughs> then you're going to have to put the mask back on. <laughs> All right, so what was so, the first anyway, thing? Okay, so the first thing was the cast members were, you know, they were, they were positioned around the lobby and they just had buckets for you to put change or dollar bills in. <laughs> so, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> I just had this weird vision oh of like a line of people, cast members just standing there with like the homeless with a hat on their floor <laughs> and going, yeah, and you drop a quarter or a dollar in the hat and they go, yeah, what's up, thanks. And you just move on? <laughs> kind of. I mean, they, they were doing... And then, and, then, and, then, and then a hobo comes in from the street and puts his hat Yeah. I'm part of the cast. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I was... Uh, I was I was the homeless guy in the production. There is no homeless guy. Uh, the smell is for authenticity. <laughs> <laughs> I know, live theater. Because, you know, there was no such thing as deodorant in the 1830s. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm authentic. So, it's method acting. So, Thank you. <laughs> they were collecting cash donations. Um, the second thing was they had posters that you could buy. They were $60 a piece. Um, and it was signed by the entire cast. Uh-huh. So, now, is they, this cast also the cast? it's on broadway no okay. no two different because this is the one that's touring through north america and okay. then there's a i guess like a, a home cast at the majestic theater and you know it's in uh the u.s it's based out of the majestic in in new york city okay. so, and it's been there for i want to say like close to probably over 25 years at All this right. point i'm wow. not i'm not exactly sure how long it's been there but that's like the home theater for it in new york city and then um so you could you could buy this poster, and the great thing was is you know if you bought the poster for sixty dollars, that sixty dollars is tax deductible. So you you get a receipt, and then later on you'll get a letter, you know, to say hey, you know, this is what you you know you're taking off for a charitable donation. So I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this whole thing, and I'm like, oh, a poster? Yeah, sixty bucks that ain't bad. I would definitely buy that. And then one of the 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 main cast members comes forward, and they're like. Or for a you know a donation of three hundred dollars, you could get a pair of ballet slippers that were worn in the actual production, signed by the entire cast. Worn worn that night? No, okay, no, I don't think funky ass shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I need some Febreze. <laughs> how much? How much for donation? I need for Febreze. This is starting to smell like the actor down the end. <laughs> it's like. There's blood in this shoe. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, so that was a donation of $300. And there were only two pairs of slippers. Um, the The last thing was for another donation of $300, you could get a one of the, the notes that the opera ghost writ, wrote in the production um, for, uh, you know, it, it was used as a prop. And it was signed by the actor who played the Phantom. Okay. So... You know, yeah, it sounds like guess who dropped six hundred bucks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my sister dropped another three hundred. So between me and my sister, we bought all the props. Wow! Right, right now, there's some woman going, "That fucking bitch bought those slippers." You know what? Yeah. They were right behind us. <laughs> and there was somebody else who was pissed that I bought the note because <clears throat> as soon as they said the note, I was like, "Lex, get up! 
we gotta get we gotta get to the lobby right now. <laughs> so I'm like pushing her. How have three hundred dollars? You killing Shut me, up. Smalls? You killing me, Smalls? <laughs> so we, me and my sister ran. We were in the family circle section, which was the second tier up. Um, no, I thought it was the the. Uh, she call- throws her sister over no. the railing. I was thinking the family circle section was where had that kid going. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> throw back to you know the 70s co- cartoon <laughs> so yeah me and my sister ran down four flights of stairs to get to the lobby we find where they're selling them and we go up and we're like has anybody got the slippers yet and they're like no my sister's like i'll so- take she's like i'll take a pair and she'll take a pair <coughs> so you know we did the 300 dollars donation me and my sister are taking selfies with the you know with the slippers because we're all excited about it and then i'm like i kind of want the note too <laughs> so i go up and i was I was like, you know, is she was is the recall. note still sold? It, it's called um, Buyer's High. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah. I also looked at it as, you know, it's been three. Uh, the, it's this, been three. Okay, okay. This is where Erica starts rationalizing her dropping <laughs> six hundred bucks on props. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so good. It's been. Good. Tell us, Erica. <laughs> rationalize it from the audience. <laughs> it's been three years since I've seen Phantom of the Opera. This is the third time that I'm actually seeing it. Sure. And. 200 bucks a year. I don't. Sure. Yeah. I don't know when the next time. It's going to be that I'm going to be able to see it. And how many times am I going to have the opportunity to buy props and have the money go to charity? So that $600 is tax deductible. See, folks, this is what's called buyer's remorse. No, I have zero remorse about that. Where you buy something and you rationalize why you bought it to make yourself (laughs) feel better that you dropped that much money on an object. Everyone goes through it. It's not just that. I mean, yeah, you can rationalize going, well, it's for charity. Even if it wasn't for charity, you might have still spent spend that. Oh 600. no! If it, if it wasn't for charity, I still would have spent six hundred dollars. Like, so you saying what was for charity is just you <laughs> you um going what well, was just one drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the alcohol I had before that might have affected it too. Yeah, but I, I, there was no way I had decided as soon as they said it. I was like, "There's no way I'm leaving <clears throat> this theater without that." And, and and the funny thing is, is w- when we were in line. So, you know, my sister was like, I'll take a pair and she'll take a pair. So, you know, we got rung up and then the the woman, son of a bitch, the woman, there there were these two older ladies behind us who went up and they were like, you know, we want to buy the slippers. And it's like, sorry, those two ladies just bought them. (laughs) You're like, suck it, old bitches. (laughs) You smacked them in the face with the slipper and ran away. (laughs) Well, then they turned around and they're like, oh, well couldn't we just get another pair of slippers? Like maybe from the girl who played Christine. Wow. <laughs> so I think they went back to see if they could get another pair of slippers right. for these ladies. Cause ultimately the money's all going to charity. Right. So yeah. you know. Christine sitting there, the girl who played Christine's going, they want my stinky ash feet. <laughs> Fine. That's crazy. Here you go. Crazy. <laughs> I would have been like, you want these slippers? 700 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then, it goes back into my charity, my pocket. Then <laughs> I went back and I got the note you know, along with it. And, uh, somebody right behind me was like, um, can I get the note? And it's like, sorry, this lady just bought it. And you're like, suck it. Me, like, my slippers and my prop are going home. Fucker. It's like, <laughs> you should have run down four set, sets, sets of stairs. So neener, neener. You should have moved your fat ass theater, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I was definitely on a, a buyer's high last night. I mean, I skipped all the way back from the Academy of music to where I was parked. We were very excited. <laughs> I'm yeah. expecting you like to like knock people over, you know. To get I, w- to I want those shoes. I would have, <laughs> dude. I would have. <laughs> there was like a five year old kid. <laughs> be like an Whatever. Old kid. Get my way. I'll cut you, bitch. It'd be like Walmart on Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that. I mean, me and my everybody's walking down the stairs nice and calmly, and then you got you know these two crazy ass bitches just running down the stairs, going out of well, my way. Then probably everybody else are like, are they probably have like season tickets to the theaters? They're like old hats of how the act proper at a theater and you got these two bitches going move out the way i need shoes <laughs> yeah pretty much some 90 year old woman just got shoved over a rail because she needs shoes that are three times that are three times shorter than her sister <laughs> yeah yeah i'm okay with it <laughs> That, that I, part she doesn't need to rationalize. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got the shoes and I got the note, and that's what counts. And you got a story for the radio program. I do. There you go. So, yeah. So uh, I won't be going to any uh, any conventions anytime soon because now I got to pay off this. Yeah, <laughs> I blew my budget basically until August. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Worth it. Yep. You got a pair of shoes to look at. <laughs> you can't even wear. Well, you know, I, and again, you know, I've been such a huge fan of Phantom of the Opera since, I mean, I, first, like, probably before <clears throat> first grade, actually. I mean, to the point that I finally figured out what I want to get for um, my half sleeve. So, uh, you know, for, for, you know, the folks listening out there, I've been working on, you know, getting my uh, a full sleeve. And right now I only have from my elbow to my wrist tattooed on my left arm and I want to get the, the top um finished up and i've been trying to figure out like what do i get there and it finally dawned on me just get fan you know get something related to phantom of the opera tattoo there so i'm going to be working once i have the money not anytime soon um (laughs) you know i'm going to work with my artist to to design something based on phantom of the opera for you know my half sleeve i mean it's it means that much to me oh look okay remember remember what show you're on called geeksters where well, yeah. we have all done stuff i mean like i can as much fun as i'm making funny about spending that much money i've blown that much money yeah. at, at convent conventions yeah you know? and that's the thing it's like and not to not to say that you have to spend a shit ton of money and do crazy as shit like push people down the stairs to <laughs> get to the lobby you know it's it's a level i feel anyway it's, it's a level, level of, of dedication and passion exactly and the the fact that i mean for me like if if i was still working say at the pharmacy or something you know making barely nine bucks an hour there's no way in hell i would i mean it would have been one of those things like can i look at it you know right but well, chances are you might not even be able to go to see fan of the opera anyway exactly it, or i would have been up in the nosebleeds right you know mm-hmm. um nosebleeds. <laughs> Sorry, these rosary bleeds. Those bleeds right there. Sorry, flashback. To the, okay. We call it cannibal run. You know, but for for me, I'm just. It was funny because you know, me and my sister were talking about this. We grew up very poor, and you know, we kind of looked at it almost as a, a you know an indicator of our success that we have. You know, between the two of us, nine hundred dollars in disposable income to be able to throw at you know a pair of fucking worn shoes and by the way i was going to bring the shoes in to show you guys but they beat the shit out of these shoes i mean they are they are definitely fucking worn they look like they went through world war z cinderella could never fit in these (laughs) actually yeah i mean they were the one woman wore a size four and a half okay i mean tiny you know i wear size nine so half my size you know these tiny little shoes well i guess this 
I already kind of know the answer to this one, but I think you need to Google because Hedwig and the Arrogant Inch are hitting Broadway. Yes. And I am dying to find out how much tickets are for oh. that because it's Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, really? As um, Hedwig. Let's find out. Wow. So I was going to say, like, I know I want to go. I know I, she wants to I go. I want to go. You know, I don't know if you are interested in going to an official Broadway play. You know, I've I've done a lot of uh, Broadway shows, believe it or not, and, and, yeah, cause and you operas. Know that yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> going for tickets. I've touched. I've I've, I've touched the. Uh, I was at the Met once <clears throat> to watch La Bohème. Okay, that was fun. That was an mm. experience. Yeah, and I've done. Some I mean, plays. it's an experience. You you mean if 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 you're trying to be all macho and say you know screw it you know theater sucks or whatever. No, it's not. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's it's an experience to go see because mm-hmm. it's it's not like a, a movie where you get an hour and a half of you know pre-screen I mean stuff can happen at it's any point in the show live, that can change it completely mm-hmm. it's exactly. live entertainment and you figure with like the way like when we saw Danielle my sister I and my sister's alone we went to go see Evil Dead the musical mm-hmm. we were third row front and you know because we were sitting in the blood seats where that blood squirted at you but there was you mm-hmm. know like there's interaction yeah. between you're watching something live at any moment like something Magical can happen. Yeah. And that's why I like going to see Broadway shows and especially <clears throat> Phantom. Like I said, because I love Phantom so much. I have so many different versions on DVD, but I've seen it three times in the theater. One time, um, simulcast from Royal Albert Hall um, for the 25th anniversary. And every production is different. So like this time they had new props that I've never seen before. Right. Um, and it was very, it was very cool. So they had um, for the underground scenes, they had actually for all the scenes, they had this big spinning um, apparatus that could become the, um, it could become the, the basement, you know, the basements of the opera house right. that they were going down. The catacombs. Yeah. And, and the cool thing was, <clears throat> is the stairs like came out of the side and then right. they would, go back in and then they would you could they could open it up and inside would be you know either the cemetery scene or the uh uh the phantom's lair scene like they made it a lot of different um uh, scenes Mm -hmm. and then when they turned it another way so it was this big round thing when they turned it another way these doors opened up at the bottom and it would become the manager's office or then, you know, if they turned it a third way or fourth way or whatever, it became uh, Christine's uh, dressing room. Right. So I've never seen this before. And then the way they did the masquerade scene was completely different. They had this big wall of mirrors and, you know, fewer dancers than they, they had on Broadway. But, I mean, it was it was the same chandelier, though, um, that they use on Broadway. Uh, and it was just... Um, you know, for me, it was an amazing experience because it's different than the previous two times I've seen. It was also different from the Royal Albert Hall uh, version that I saw. Mm-hmm. And it but it still evoked that emotion in me. You know, like I was I was bawling my eyes out at the end. It, it was just it, See, I'm the wrong guy to bring. I'm the wrong guy because I'll be laughing. I mean, go. You know what? <laughs> Actually, they did, and this was the other thing too. So they t- they changed the timing of some of the lines to make them funnier than they were, like in the original with um, Sarah Brightman and Michael Crawford. Right. You know, because I I have that on you know uh, on CD, and I've listened to it so many times, I have it memorized. I could play it in my head. Mm-hmm. 
but they <laughs> they uh they changed the timing and they they made jokes and it had the entire audience laughing well I, you have to keep uh, for theat for theater you have to always i feel update Mm-hmm. The material, yeah, like you can go and see. Okay, the family opera has been playing in theater. It's in in the theater, yeah, for decades. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's pushing on thirty years. Yeah, so I mean, there's got to be that moment where someone goes, "Oh my God, how many times can I sing, sing you creatures of the night or yeah. whatever the hell?" Mm-hmm. You know, but not not just the 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 way that they perform it, but also um, the technology that well, they yeah, use too. Twenty like, years, thirty years ago, technology yeah. you had. Stagehands pushing out shit. Yeah. Now it's a push of a button and the whole background yeah. moves. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, they in the uh, the New York um, at the Majestic, he had this giant um, in the cemetery scene. He had this giant skull staff mm-hmm. and that shot fireballs. This time he was like throwing. You know, fireballs at him, and and but that. Sorry, I just had that little version of some guy throwing bee bags, going fireball, fireball, <laughs> magic missile, magic missile. But, I am the Phantom, fireball. But the pyrotechnics uh, were so much better, like as, right. as far as because before it was just like pew, 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 like these tiny little sparks, you know. But now it was like an actual freaking fireball, like. <sighs> It was really cool. The magic, say you gotta, the magic you gotta, of flash paper. Whoa. Yeah, I say you got to really compete now with with video games and mm-hmm. movies and, well, and television out there now, right? Because yeah. I mean, like I saw Chicago many years ago. I love and, Chicago, and it was there was no special scenery. I mean, it was just there was a like a uh, two rails on either side, mm-hmm. and it was like one was a jail cell, and it was just like. It, well, it wasn't. It was just rails, but they made it because it looked like prison bars. Well, yeah, you know, with like, the lighting, you can have it. Right, yeah. and they just mm-hmm. switched the lighting, and then the next it was like an office that they had, and it was like well, the lawyer's the real, office. The real magic comes from the special performance. The, the yeah. lighting and mm-hmm. the performance. Because, I mean, there's been times where I've watched just a one-man show standing there just talking to an audience, but right. still find it engaging because of the stuff going on in the background yeah. or what they're yeah. talking about. But anyway, back to the head we can hang. So I have the prices. So they range from uh, $50 up to $350. So they have, this is at the Belasco Theater in New York City. Um, they have, you can get orchestra seats no. from 49 to $154. But if you want the center, it's 139 to 154 There's the mezzanine, which is the first level up. And that's ranging from seventy nine to one hundred and fifty four dollars, and then the balcony, uh, which is the second level up, is forty nine to eighty four dollars. All right. The reason why I'm bringing it up is because I I'd only want to see it because Neil Patrick Harris is mm-hmm. is Hedwig. Mm-hmm. So I'm like Geeks' road trip. <laughs> I would I mean, be up for that. I know it starts it starts tomorrow. Okay. The actual play. So yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how how well it's going to be sold out. But I'm thinking, oh, with Neil Patrick Harris, I'm sure it's going to be. That's what I'm. I'm so far. I'm so okay with sitting like in the back of the theater, going woo MPH. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the um, the range of dates and times, and it they have I dates mean, up until August. I'm gonna say a hundred bucks for orchestra seats is not bad. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, I paid for second row up family. So in the Academy of Music, there's the um, I guess I think it's the mezzanine level. Then there's the family circle level. Then there's the amphitheater, which the, those are you, you're basically back outside. Right. <laughs> um, and then you know you have the um, the parquet seating down in the fr- in the on the floor. And so we were in the family circle seating, second level up, 
a little off to the left, but we, we managed to get seats in that first row. And those were 106 bucks a pop just by themselves. I, I Like I said, I still, like, when you think Broadway musical, 100 bucks doesn't seem that bad. No. I mean, it's yeah. on, when, like, when are you going to say you get to see a play on Broadway with a major actor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in, I mean, I'm sure the rest of the cast is probably just as good, but... I want to see him glammed up. I love him, and he's so good on, you know, he's got a couple, you know, he always does the award shows. He's mm. talented. He's funny. Super gay. <laughs> Actually, you know, I don't really see him. I mean, no. I know he's gay, but I mean. He never, well, I mean, he, thanks, he, to, he, thanks to How I Met Your Mother, and then, uh, what do you call it, the Harold and Kumar movies. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's so funny. Yeah. No, but I, I saw him in uh, a couple Christmases ago in Disney. He was doing it's a basically telling of the you know the uh, birth of Christ type of thing, and they have a a whole. Sorry, choir. the only person who ever tells me about the birth of Christ at Christmas time is Linus. Okay. <laughs> well, we it was Neil Patrick Harris who did it, and they, it was so charismatic that well, yeah, you know, awesome. he came out and he's like, he goes. The first time I was here, it was Christmas week. Now it's like, because it was like, I think at the end of November. And he's now at the end of November. So catch me next year in October <laughs> to, to be there. And it was just, everybody laughed. And right. he was, but he just, you know, he was just very uh, engaging just, of a person. He was just awesome. I yeah. care less that he's gay. It doesn't matter. I just no, think he's a phenomenal actor. I would love to see that. And I also, I never saw that play. I saw the movie, mm-hmm. but I would love to see that play. Just yeah. that, that. because sorry, what was the play? Hedwig, Hedwig and, and the Angry Inch. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And I think if mm-hmm, no, let me look, I think that the movie was based off a play. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's basically the guy who created the play. It's kind of like a Rocky Horror Picture Show as far mm. as musical goes, but it's definitely more like the reason why it's called the Angry Inch is because he was a guy who wanted to be a woman, and they botched up his sex change operation, so he's left with a one inch penis, and he's it's he's very he's German. So it's very, very funny mm. and engaging. And the music is pretty badass, too, because he's a rock band. Mm-hmm. But he, he's, he's, it's Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and that's the name of his band. And they do basically glam rock of, like, the 80s. Okay. But it's really good. I mean, like, they have, I think they have a picture of uh, Neil Patrick Harris, and he's in this super, like, glittery outfit. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it looks phenomenal. So I looked, I looked up the plot of Hedwig and the yeah. Angry Inch. I, I pulled it up on Wiki. Um, so Hansel Schmidt is an East German's quote unquote slip of girly boy who loves rock music and is stuck in East Berlin until he meets Luther Robinson, an American soldier. Luther falls in love with Hansel and the two decide to marry. The plan will allow Hansel to leave communist East Germany for the capitalist West. Uh, however, in order to be married, the couple must consist of a man and a woman. Hansel's mother, Hedwig, gives her child her name and passport and finds a doctor to perform a sex change. The operation is botched, however, leaving Hansel now Hedvig with a dysfunctional one inch mound of flesh between her legs. The eponymous, uh, angry inch Hedwig goes to live in junction city, Kansas as Luther's wife on their first wedding anniversary. Luther leaves Hedwig for a man. That same day, it's announced that the Berlin wall has fallen and Germany will reunite. Meaning as material gains go, Hedwig sacrifice uh, Hedvig sacrifices have been for nothing. Um, so that's that's kind of the... Uh, Laughs ensue, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got screwed! <laughs> it's definitely... It's so, the movie, I remember uh, seeing the movie going, it is awesome. 
It, it really is. Because it had the guy who created the guy who created the play was also the guy who John acted, Cameron Mitchell. Yeah, he also acted in the movie, mm-hmm. and it was just so good. I remember watching, going, "Oh my god, this is." I think the movie came out in like two thousand one. Okay, I was gonna say mid to late nineties, but I was close. Hmm. It definitely felt like this generation's Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely just, agree with that. Like just like uh, Gothic, the retro, the the, the Gothic horror, mm-hmm. um, generic opera. Yeah, Repo the generic, genetic opera. Yeah, Repo thinks that would be the generic opera is about CBS. <laughs> okay, sorry. The, <laughs> and the geriatric opera is what she went to last night. <laughs> <laughs> So, Fuck you, old ladies. <laughs> I got the slippers. I got my shoes. <laughs> I didn't know. So, all right. So that was everyone's weekend? Yes. That was all everyone's right, so weekend. So we'll have to really sit down and seriously talk about it and talk to you. You would love it. It's a theatrical theater. theater. Well, let's get to box, off, box office movie stuff. So oh, Ed, let's get back to the show. So Ed can do his... Uh, Ed can feel good about the fact that we're on target. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Not really. Before you care anymore. (laughs) It's like, I've stopped caring just so I can stop having these tiny little heart attacks. You guys are going to kill me one day. I gave up a long time ago. (laughs) I'm surprised you haven't noticed yet. All right. So, for hiring uh, me. So, we got the uh, box office releases. Yeah, top five movies of the weekend. Here we go. God's Not Dev is number five. It's a new release. And it made eight point five million over the weekend. And I know nothing about that. I have never. Hold on, I'm looking it up because I have not even heard of this. Yeah, I know it's one of those movies. Like what? All right. What? While she's doing that, what's number four? Number four was Three Hundred Rise of an Empire. Made eight point six million overall, or this weekend ninety three point seven overall in three weekends in release. All right, not bad. Number two, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. It made eleven point seven million over the weekend and eighty one point eighty one million even over the uh, next three weeks. Uh, still surprising that 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 it's still a hit. Number two movie, which I saw, Muppets Most Wanted, new weekend release, and it made sixteen point five million over the weekend. Nice. So uh, you saw it. How was it? It was awesome. All right, it's, it's, keep it's, moving on. What was number one? No, just <laughs> it was funny because it started. It was. It, I guess they couldn't get Amy Adams and Jason Segel to do the sequel because it starts off. It opens up and it shows like a fireworks of saying the end, and you're like, "Wait, what? Like, <laughs> the movie's over already!" Like, so it's it, and basically it, it goes down, and you see the Muppets, and you see the back of supposed to be Jason Segel and right. Amy Adams. And okay, it's over, everybody. You know, like they're like wrapping it up, and people are leaving. You're not going to tell us the whole movie, are no, you? No. All right. <laughs> and then, of course, after that, it's just you know, what do we do now? And right, of course, okay. that's where they you have to go, and they want to go on a world tour, and you know, see see the world basically. And and it's just funny because uh, uh, I can't think of the actor's name now. The Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais is the uh, he becomes the their tour manager. And he's his last name's mm-hmm. bad guy. I love when they do that. <laughs> and it's I mean the the music, I mean and then the thing was is that the special effects were phenomenal. There's a point where a frog, I'm not gonna say which frog, because there's two of them, goes jumping around and he's flipping around through the, and, and like hitting people. And it was just like so amazing to see this because just the the way it moved, the flow. Remember, you're like the scene in episode two of uh, Star Wars where Yoda goes jumping around as they're doing the Star Wars right. fight. That's what it was kind of like, but in Muppet form. It wasn't a cartoon. Mm-hmm. It was actually like Kermit the Frog jumping around. It wasn't Kermit, but 
you know, it, but it was it was just phenomenal to see. And then the music was great. I mean, there were some great songs. I laughed sometimes so hard that I missed the next joke. Like, that's uh. how funny it was, you know. And then, of course, they had a short in the beginning. It was Monsters University. They did a short there. It was pretty funny about uh, college parties. So it's worth just to see that alone. But, I mean, the movie is just phenomenal. Okay. So it's, it's worth seeing. All right. Cool. Um, I was just looking to see because I thought Jason Siegel was partly pr- responsible for writing the second one, but look, apparently, wait, wait, he wasn't in the movie, so let's put that. Oh way. well, um, so, you know, it doesn't cool. matter. You no, know, but he wasn't part of the writing. He says writing credits, James Bobbin, and who also directed it, and Nicholas Stolger. But I mean, we definitely have him to thank for the fact that the Muppets are back, even back, oh, yeah. because he's he's the one who pushed so hard for that first movie to come out, which yeah. I love that movie. Well, they're coming out next next month on Sci-Fi. There's a Jim Henson uh, show coming out. Oh yeah, where they're trying to hire mm-hmm. somebody new to re- to be part of the Henson universe or yeah. network or whatever you want to call it to or the shop to make uh, Muppets. So it's be uh, good to check out Sci-Fi. It starts in April, something. I'm not sure of the date, but <laughs> check it out for yourself. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do some work, people. <laughs> so I found the God's Not Dead movie. Yes. Um. So it's uh. This is from the Huffington Post. So God's Not Dead is the latest entry in the Christian slash family entertainment market. Um, Directed by Harold Kronk, the movie sends a strong Christian message while being entertaining at the same time. Mostly it's lesser known actors with the exception of Kevin Sorbo and Willie Robertson. So basically what the plot is, is that... Kevin Sorbo? Hercules is reduced to, let me guess, uh, prophet number seven in a god's not dead movie actually no he has he, it looks like he has a pretty big role in this so uh this the kid's father college kid. freshman um named josh signs up for a philosophy class being taught by a professor Rad- radisson who is kevin sorbo okay so on the first day of class the professor's an atheist and he wants the kids to sign a statement saying that god's dead so that they can jump over that philosophical argument all the kids sign it except for this kid um, oh, and the thing is, it has to be the trail for this now. Yeah, yeah, and it has to be unanimous. Um, but because this one kid, you know, won't sign it, he gives him uh, twenty minutes to um, to make an argument to sway uh, um, to sway the class members to his side. Um, then there will be a vote by the class as to which side is right. So that's that's what it is. It looked like a Hallmark Channel movie. Uh, it, it definitely like. feels like it. It just by the sound alone, it's like, look, I, 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 you know what? I can't even the the amount of this. It's oh, you know what? It sounds like it sounds like another movie that's going to try to again do the old evolution versus creation theory. Yeah, like you're going into a philosophical discussion about anything, but just for sake of argument for this class. We're going to go by the philosophical aspect that God is dead so we can have intelligent conversations mm-hmm. about maybe life, the universe, religion, and stuff like this. But the one kid's got to be the fucking nut of the group to go, no, 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 I don't believe... Because, well, then why are you in philosophy in the first place? Yeah. That's my thing. Is like, if you're... If you, it's a requirement for my major. <laughs> I, if, What's your major? Philosophy. Right. I mean, it's like, okay, look, you are... It just seems to be like a, like one of those Christian propaganda movies that make you like. I'm surprised Kirk Cameron wasn't in it. Yeah. Or the kid from uh, Two and a Half Men. I mean, from what I'm reading, it yeah. they're actually surprised that it's done as well as it has. You know, and it, I'm not because it's right around the holidays. Because they had oh, yeah. last well, last week we had that Son of God. Son of God, right? Son of God mm. was in there, and then at the end of the month, next week you have Noah, cause, which is the one movie my dad and I are seeing. Yeah. Mm. So Son of God fell to uh, number, number 11. eleven. Yeah. 
So I mean, it's it's definitely it's it's Easter, Passover. So that's when everyone starts shoving out their religious movies. And I mean, Noah, at least I'm seeing because it's got major actors in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the special effects look pretty badass. You know, I mean, it's it's reuniting Jennifer Connelly and Russell Crowe together in a movie. Yeah. The last time you saw them together was Beautiful Mind. Mm-hmm. And it's got Emma Watson. It's got Hermione in it. How bad can it be? <laughs> you know. And the thing is, she never steers me wrong ever. <laughs> the thing is, is you know, I'm religious. I, to a degree, sort of. I'm more spiritual than religious. Yeah, I would say go with but, spiritual because a religious person would yeah. say that you can't be religious if you want to see Phantom of the Opera. That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I went to see a movie about sexual assault and murder, and <laughs> go with God. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm definitely a spiritual person, but at the same, you know, I have taken philosophy classes. And philosophize. Going to philosophize. You know, but for me, it's like, you know, you know, you might have, a, 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 you know, your own religion. I have mine. You know, Ed has his. And for me, it's like, that's kind of what the awesome thing is. Everybody has their own take. And I it, it bothers me when people are shoving their religion down other people's throats like why can't we just have an intelligent conversation like if we're going to talk about religion and faith and spirituality let's have an intelligent conversation and not go in with this 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 preconceived notion that the other person is immediately wrong because they believe in a different god yeah, that's this, my this opinion. room can have an intelligent okay, conversation hold on Ed, Ed, Ed's think of a joke what was that <laughs> I can see the look in his eyes that real smarmy like I got something <laughs> well in this room we can't have an intelligent conversation no so, well <laughs> yeah God, good. Boobs. <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> Look, Honey Badger Express don't give no shit. God, good. Honey Badger don't give no shit about God. Yeah, because yeah, we were really, we wouldn't even be talking about the whole Honey you know, Angry Inch. That's true. Yeah. They'd be like, oh my God, no! And let's get to the number one movie. Divergent was number one. It's a new weekend release, and it made $56 million over the weekend. <sighs> Budget, though, was 85 so it's pretty close. close. It's the low rent version of Hunger Games. Yeah, but I've, I've been hearing no really good this. thing about um, like I mean, I, I mean from from what I'm hearing is the interesting thing is they're targeting this not just to the young adult readers but also to women my age, like so, you know, women who are in their 30s who are sort of falling into this young adult genre and and like loving it. Same thing with Hunger Games. Like they're starting to target you know women you know. Women who are like me who love to read and, you know. So young people and old ladies. Pretty much. Okay. I, I'm like. Not you that know, old. I, I like, I'm still younger than you. I like, I like the Hunger Games movies and I'm not a girl. Yeah. Well, it's it's just. It's like, I think that they're finding that there is this very specific target market market to women who are attracted to, you know, old, you know older wow, women see. who are attracted to teenage and younger girls who are kicking ass and taking names nah, that see, kind of thing that, that obviously you could tell that is a woman who bought the who drank the kool-aid no yeah. i i've never read any no, of these no, books. no 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 no. i'm saying is because that oh market, you mean from the sto- story from, from that what you just said how they're trying to target no 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 it's the success of twilight mm-hmm. to bring the teenage girls and middle-aged women for a love story of supernatural love story that brought them into it because let's face it, it wasn't for Twilight. Oh, you yeah, wouldn't I have would... had 
Ender's Game. You wouldn't have mm-hmm. Hunger's Game. Well, no, Ender's Game ha- game way before. I think just no, bringing no, 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 it. No, 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 you don't. We're talking about Hollywood. Okay. Hollywood says I don't care how old the book is, yeah, or how long it's been in our social consciousness. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that because there was a there was four movies that were blockbuster hits mm-hmm. based on teen books. Mm-hmm. Now it opened the floodgates for every teen book to be made. No, but my point is, is that they they're finding this this like market within yeah, but you that don't, they may not have targeted otherwise. You don't think that that market is based upon the success of Twilight? Oh, no, I would agree that so, it's, it's based on the success. I think part of it is the fact that, for, for, and this is just from, you know, things that I've read and, and you know, my own interaction with Twihart. Um, it seems that, you know, the the success of Twilight and the fact that, you know, it was... You know, kids reading the books and then the parents deciding, you know what, let me try this. And then they get hooked. And it's sort of the snowball effect that, you know, they I mean, start probably, reading these young adult books. Well, you probably go back even further and say that, you know, Harry Potter, mm-hmm. when they start, that is kind of like the nexus of getting mm-hmm. those kid books produced into really mm-hmm. high production. Because if it wasn't for Harry Potter, you probably wouldn't have had the Narnia series. You probably wouldn't have the Percy Jackson series. Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't have had Twilight series. Yeah. Which then wouldn't have we could have lived on, without the Twilight you know, series. Which would have brought on the Hunger Games, mm-hmm. Divergent, um, Ender's Game, like all those, all the tween books. Yeah, are now being made into movies, yeah. and you have to have it in a way where it's entertaining. Because like I'm like, you know what? I never read Hunger Games because it was never my market. Like yeah. when I was a teenager, I was reading Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, yeah. mm-hmm. or uh, you know the Dragonlance Chronicles. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, and I wasn't a t- teen girl, so yeah. I completely leaped, leapt over that whole. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this! You know, like when I, like I never knew anything about Harry Potter because I don't have a kid. I didn't read the books, but it hit so huge that before my friends and I went to go see the first movie, mm-hmm. I sat down and killed the first book in a day, mm-hmm. just so I can get the idea. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I don't get this Harry Potter thing. Yeah, because it's so out of my age group or mm-hmm. my even my demographic i mean for me i thought it was i forget what show i saw this you know saw this whole thing about the you know the the 30 somethings who were falling you know falling in love with the young adult books the you know i'm sitting there thinking about it, i was like you know kind of like you said i when i was a teenager like mostly what i read was horror Same vampires yeah. like you know, real that, vampires. That, yeah, real vampires. Like I read Dracula. I read Frankenstein. Like I read all the classics. Um, that that was what I loved. That's I still love that. I have every one of those books. Interview with a Vampire, mm-hmm. Vampire Lestat, I read that. Queen of the I read Damned. That, read that. You know, Tell the Body Thief. Um, I didn't read that. That was good. That was my favorite um, out of the Anne Rice novels. And then Men Mock the Devil. I read that. That was also another one. But yeah. It's. And then yeah. I, you know I started. It was funny because I. Um, whether or not I should have read it, like I found out about the the Sleeping Beauty series right. that Anne Anne Rice had written under a pseudonym. I bought that and read that. Um, I mean, there were some teenager, you know, like young adult books that I read. There was one called The Silver Kiss that I read that I really loved, um, and I still have a copy of it. You know, I mean, there are certain books that you know I read when I was a teenager and I loved them that much. That I I still have those yeah. books and I'll never get rid of them, um, but. You know, I just, for me, I thought it was interesting because now I've gotten to a point where I still read those classics. Like every so often I'll go back and reread Dracula or reread Phantom of the Opera. Right. Um, anything Phantom related. I, obviously, <laughs> I read. Established. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll go back and reread those. But now I've moved more into um, 
reading like right now i'm reading a book called um how how dogs see us or no inside of a dog sorry and it's how how dogs see us and you know because i'm a big dog they smoke pan on the outside (laughs) (laughs) i had to throw geek reference in there this show is called geeksters (laughs) um but you know like right now i'm i actually i'm reading a few books i'm reading that i'm reading one called bobbed hair and, and bathtub gin about Right, female writers in the 1920s so those are the kind of books that i read now so for you know for me seeing other 30 somethings and i know women who do this you know who read these books and i'm like that's great but i like for them for the women in this article you know it was it was more about the fact that you know you have these good you know these young uh, women who, like I said, they're you know like Katniss, you know she's she's kicking ass, and they 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 want to feel that same empowerment. I mean, the more I listen to this conversation, the more I'm thinking middle aged women are pedophiles. Well, okay, well, number one, I'm going to say first off, none of this would have been possible yeah. if it wasn't for Tomb Raider. Mm. Lara Croft has done more for and the comic, not Angelina Jolie, right, right, but more so the female protagonist action hero if it wasn't for her mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff wouldn't be mm-hmm. as popular mm-hmm. I'm I, mean, try- I mean i'm trying to think back if there was anybody like uh, you know i grew up in the 80s and the 90s i'm just I mean, trying to think xena the warrior princess Zena, but do you yeah. honestly think that xena the warrior princess is such a different like it's a show i really go more with actually chun Li from street fighter because the way of her her playability yeah but she yeah, but that, would, that, that would be people who are game, I, you but, know yeah but she is i wouldn't one, have been exposed she to is her. one of a a group of people yeah with tomb raider it, you played and you lived through the eyes of lara croft yeah well i mean I everything think i don't think did. it's just i don't think it's really one one specific you know character in, in specific you know, because it, it's it's one of those type of things where you this character is light and agile and can move very quickly and do acrobatic See, abilities. You are looking at it from the wrong perspective. You're looking at what Lara Croft does, not who she is. Mm-hmm. And, many, I th- and I and I think it's times... also who she rep- you know what no, no. she represents. What I'm going to say is, when was the last time you had a character that involved in a game that was a female? Before Lara Croft. Who like the, so what you're saying is like the whole game was just about this strong female character. Yeah, you played Lara Croft. It wasn't like before it was Indiana Jones. Mm. It was all a man-based world. The hero was the man. Right. When Tomb Raider first came out, you're Lara Croft. You're a chick with two guns going through female version of Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. which helped launch mm-hmm. a whole revolution of female heroes where when, you could where it wouldn't be questionable to play the role of a female character in a video game mm. when that, did um uh, tomb raider come out as a game um i'm gonna say late 80s early 90s let me let me look see if i can find 80s. out you know but i mean and then when the movie came 1996. out 1996 1996 wow mm-hmm. we were so off when did street fighter 2 come out let me uh, but out. i don't understand why do you think chun lee has any kind well, of basis on the female protagonist when she's part well, of an because, ensemble cast. Well, the thing is, is that, like, when I was playing games back in the day, when we were playing, because I was, like, the number one arcade game when you would right. go to arcade, was and she, most guys so, would play Chun-Li. That was, like, the number one character. Because she was the easiest character to get a hold of. Quick question. Yeah. Was she in the original Street Fighter? No. No, okay. she was All in right. Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 was 91. The original Street okay. Fighter came out in 87. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but her is again, all all that was. Well, the thing is, is that like you see a character like that, and a lot of 
guys are playing this chick, then they develop other things that make it go beyond that. So it's like it's a simple ensemble cast that you put together, and this one character is the most popular out of all the characters that you could play against. Because she was the easiest to play. Right. But the thing is that made her most popular, so they they, they branched out into a more a more impressive character like Laura Croft. The people the who created the people who created Tomb Raider had nothing to do with people who created Street Fighter Two. I'm just I'm just basing a, I'm just basing it on my life experience. That's all I'm doing. And I'm basing it on historical fact. Like if you tra- if you go back to female protagonists as a lead character mm-hmm. in video games, it's Lara Croft. There is no one else before. There's no and Chun Li. Yeah, sure, as great as a, as a standalone fighter in a group of fighters. That's one thing. But then you can also say what's what's the same with Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you're looking. She was just well, one also, of a. You also got to look at like maybe Batgirl from back like in the like sixties, fifties, and sixties. There was never, yeah, but there was never a Batgirl. Like we're talking about, like yeah, she was popular as far as female characters go. But I'm talking about the, when did you see Batgirl in a movie? Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. Well, and see, I mean the the, um, like the the way that I'm looking at this is not just from gaming, but like from an overall perspective, like how these different media are affecting each other, you know? So like, if you look back to the sixties and seventies, you know, you had strong female leads, but they were still in this sort of, you know, it it was very, you know, of the era, you know, like Maud and, um, what's the one Marlo Thomas was in? Um, uh, that girl, yeah, that girl. You know, and Mary Tyler Moore, but that was in the seventies with the, the women revolution. Yeah, you know, you know the but there equal... was, but there was still this, you know, sort of stigma almost of you know being a single, independent, you know, female. Yeah, but you, be you single... started getting those characters in, and it it just sort of snowballed through the eighties, through the nineties, you know, to the point where you know I feel like they are, they're the predecessors, and they're the ones who built the the. Um, the, the foundation to be able to have a Lara Croft, you know, and make her this amazing thing. And same thing with Chun Li, you know. If if or you go back even further to Wonder Woman, you know, I mean, she was a yeah, first yeah, yeah. Or two. She was the first she was female the first TV lead. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is that like somebody who's playing this game, like like Street Fighter or Tomb Raider or whatever, they're inspired to do a female lead in the next thing, like you know, the next media or that kind of thing. Like I, I, I don't maybe maybe not. I mean. I mean, I don't know. You don't know. I mean, you, you mean unless you have the backstory of have how these guys created the Tomb Raider and go, yeah, we decided to do a girl because of this. Like, I mean, do we can we find that out? Yeah, you but can easily. I'm looking. You, yeah. Tomb Raider since it's been around for over what, twenty years now at this point. Ninety ninety six. In ninety six to two thousand six, so she's coming up on twenty years. Yeah. You know. Shit, I feel old. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> ninety six is when I graduate eighth grade. So <laughs> wow, feeling a little old. Uh, I'm feeling really old. I was well at high school at that point. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm looking now to see if I can. Um, I mean, I, I was out of college yet. <laughs> <laughs> you went to college? <laughs> okay, here we go. So, Core Design handled the initial I was development. Out of college at that point. <laughs> I was just a baby. I went to the College of Hard Knocks. <laughs> uh, Core Design handled the initial development of the character and the series, inspired by Nina Cherry and the comic book character Tank Girl. Guard designed okay. uh, Lara Croft to counter stereotypical female characters. 
Booyah. Sorry. Um, the company modified the character for subsequent titles and introduced a graph introduced graph yeah, which included graphical improvements and gameplay additions. American developer Crystal Dynamics took over the series after the 2003 sequel Tomb Raider The Angel of Darkness was received poorly. The new developer rebooted the character along with the video game series. They altered her physical appearance her physical proportions gave her additional ways of interacting with game develop, uh, environments. She's been voiced by five actresses, uh, Shelley Blonde, Judith Gibbons, Janelle Elliott, Keely Hawks, and Camilla Luddington. She's the, she's she's the, the one recent. doing it now. They're the ones saying that she should be because she's an actual actress who did Lark the rendering. Oh, yeah. That they're like, if they want to relaunch the movie, they should be getting her. Mm. Um, she holds six Guinness World Records has a strong fan following and is among the first video game characters to be successfully adapted to film. She's also considered a sex symbol, one of the earliest in the industry to achieve widespread attention. Character's influence in the industry has been a point of contention among critics. Viewpoints range from a positive agent of change in video games to a negative role model for young girls. Me, my personal opinion as a, a woman and a feminist, um, I look at her as a positive agent of change. You know, I, you know, I, yeah, I feel that there's right. there's nothing wrong with her looking sexy and kicking ass. The the whole the most important part of it is the fact that she is in control of herself, her body, her actions. What she looks like while she's doing it doesn't fucking I agree. matter. And that's why historically people look to her as a pioneer as far as women movement go. Not Chun Li because mm. she's part of a plot. You know. Well, I'm- yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't understand the perspective. Same, but the thing, that's like you, you, you take an inspiration from something else. It's not like they sat down one day and just came up no, with this character. No, they said Tank the, Girl. Right. Yeah. Chung Lee wasn't even mentioned. Right. I mean, I never would have thought. That was just my thought. You know, I mean, you know, granted, it I'm, might not be correct, but no, it's, it's my not, thought. I mean, it's just I look at it from a, like a historical. Like Once she got, she was so revolutionary, we never really knew about it because to us, it was she was just a gamer girl. It was just a mm, game, yeah. you know, just like how Chun Li was or how Wonder Woman's perceived in comic books. Just a girl, mm-hmm. you know. But to see the the ripple effect mm-hmm. that that normal everyday, you know, because when we played Dungeons and Dragons, you know, especially in video games, it wasn't odd to have a female character mm-hmm. at some point. To you and I, the geek culture, it was such a okay. What's the big deal? There's always a female elf somewhere, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But for society and for entertainment, they went, you know, we were ignored. We ignored it because we're like, yeah, what's the big deal? Right. But as far as somebody looking back on, yeah, this movie, we wouldn't have had this if it wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like how we wouldn't have had Star Trek movies if it wasn't for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That kind of a thing. Or we yeah. wouldn't have superhero movies if it wasn't for the success of Christopher Reeve's Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do. Or Blade, how we Blade. discussed last year. Yeah. I did do a Google search to see what other strong female characters are in video games because I I don't know. I'm not a gamer. Um, So I I don't know if you guys would have any commentary on this. So I found on GameRant.com the 10 video game women we most respect. And I chose this article specifically because, like, I looked up female characters and a lot of them are like, who's the hottest? Who's this? And I'm like... <laughs> yeah. That's the article game, I get behind. Yeah. No. Gamers. Hey, dude, did you get, hey, did you get the, the patch to make Lara Croft naked? naked. <laughs> but I, I found this one that says, you know, 
the one we, you know, the 10 we most respect. So I was like, all right, I'm going with that. Um, so first one is Joanna Dark from Perfect Dark. Um, mm. And the reason they respect her is making a player feel powerful, something that heroes and heroines do effortlessly. And Joanna's no exception. We're not sure Rare has plans for Perfect Dark in the future, but they're holding out hope. Never played that. Have you? Nope. That was me. That's why it's number 10. Okay. That's All why right. she's number 10, yeah. Uh, next one is Elena Fisher from Uncharted. Okay. Okay, and yeah. I played Uncharted, okay. yeah. All right, so why they respect her, uh, she's married and she she married and stayed married mostly to Nathan Drake. Need we say more? I have no clue what that means. Nathan Drake is basically the Sony version of, it's the male version of Lara Croft, to be quite honest. Yeah. Because like, oh, okay. yeah. when Tomb Raider so was So it's kind of like another form of indiana jones yeah yeah, yeah. basically but it went okay. more traditional it went more like because when you play those games those games play like an indiana jones adventure mm-hmm. where you're doing stuff and you're shooting people and next mm-hmm. there's this big action sequence okay and they're 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 entertaining but i mean i think that at the time when sony needed something like because it came out with like the playstation 2 or playstation 3 i think playstation 3 right. mm-hmm. yeah when it first started, it was one of their like first run, first generation games. Mm-hmm. And when did, when did the PlayStation One, PlayStation Three came out? Um, I think, I think uh-huh. early two thousands. Yeah, well, two thousand and four, two thousand three. Maybe uh, no, two thousand and two. Okay, because two thousand six. Two thousand six. Wow. Oh, that you know the what? The reason why I said that because check when the release date was for Spider Man. The first movie came out on DVD. Because the original PlayStations, PlayStation Three had the same font as the Spider-Man. Yeah. Both owned by Sony. Sony, right? So, and and then if you bought, oh yeah, and then if you bought a PlayStation Three on certain bundle packs, you got the um, DVD version of Spider-Man with the game. Yeah. Console. So that's the reason why I'm like, I kind of, you know, yeah. But it was their kind of like version of, to me, like the male version of Lara Croft. Two thousand two. All right. Was the first yeah. one. So not yeah. bad. They're kind of close. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, that's when the movie came out. When it yeah. hit DVD, though, I think. Oh, DVD. Probably 2003. It's two. Well, yeah, it's yeah, 2002, yeah. 2003. Because yeah. it was a summer release, so you probably got it around Christmas. Anyway, yeah. so that was number... She was number what? Um, You know what? I don't know that they're in... Oh, in any kind of yeah. order? Um, yeah. So well, she was like the second argument. one on the list. It was number nine, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. we'll go... We'll go. Obviously, they'll save the best for last. Yeah. So. Okay, so next one is Faith Connors from Mirror's Edge. Um... Uh oh yeah okay I remember that yeah she's the she's the free runner right yeah I could yeah. never really get into that game so she said keep trying it again they say anyone who seems less powerful with a gun in their hand than a drain pipe has our interest we hope Mirror's Edge two comes along since Faith's Faith's potential far exceeds what was shown in the first game all right uh, next one is Kate Archer from No One Lives Forever looks like a James Bond. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay, so the quintessential counterpoint to James Bond 007, cat burglar turned secret agent Kate Archer is one of the most underrated leads in one of the most underrated modern shooters. The <laughs> yeah. fact that she's a woman is an afterthought. Um, so why they respect her? How could we not? As shallow as the ranks of the 1960s era female super spies happens to be. Archer oh, is... I remember that game now. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, uh, Archer is just an incredibly skilled agent regardless of gender and as a role model for anyone who's ever been doubted by authority figures, she holds a special place in our hearts. I vaguely remember a, a first-person shooter set in the 60s and female lead, female lead spy. It was, really, it, was, it was given like the little like Austin Powers chick sassiness kind mm-hmm. of thing. Go ahead. All right, next one is Jade, a.k.a. Shawnee from Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I've actually played that game. 
Um, so they're saying, you know, why we respect her. How can we not? Ubisoft has plans for a sequel. When it comes along, we know Jade will again prove that regular people can do incredible things too. Okay. Okay. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, I have no clue what any yeah. of that just meant, but okay. Um, next one is Liara Tassoni from Mass Effect. Um, okay. All right. So becoming an authority in any field is a challenge, let alone several. And if you hold to the belief that true strength means knowing who to trust, her friendship, her friendship with Shepard and the rest of the crew prove she is one of a kind. All right. I think she was a blue chick. She, yeah, she's blue. Yeah. Um, and she yeah. apparently she you get the, you is get, a doctor in the. Um, yeah, you get a chance to boink her. <laughs> <laughs> Next she's one, one of your romance. Yeah. yeah. Next one is Anya Stroud from Gears of War. Okay. Um, they're saying, as the daughter of Helena Stroud, Anya de- uh, dealt with high expectations from the very start. That kind of pressure can break lesser men and women, but Stroud never let her burden interfere with a mission and never settle for anything less uh, than victory. Uh, Jill Valentine's got to be in there somewhere. Um, hello. There we go. Okay. Uh, Alex Vance from Half-Life 2. Um, All right. Didn't, didn't play it. Move on. Yeah, move okay. on. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Kerrigan from StarCraft. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow, okay. Yeah, I, I know her character because I have played StarCraft and StarCraft 2. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, they're saying she's about as intimidating as any video game character in history. Yeah, she's a bad guy. She uh, was a good guy. And she got. They okay. thought she was killed, and then she comes back as part of the yeah. bad guys. Yeah. They're the saying queen. that she's able to command an entire race by sheer force of will. Yeah, she's like the queen of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is wow. Samus Ar- Samus Arid, Aaron from uh, Metroid. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, Metroid makes sense. The shock, the shock, the fact the that the shock that heard, that heard around the gaming world when she was da, a da, female. Da. When you play yeah. this game, you, mm-hmm. you, it's in a suit, so you don't know what it is. You assume it's a guy uh-huh. because there's no boobs. Oh, okay. But essentially. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you, yeah. Well, I'm looking at the picture. It looks like her boobs are on her shoulders. Well, it's <laughs> a throw Which, around. That's the picture. Okay, so uh, yeah, see, yeah. the original was back in the Nintendo days. The original uh, Nintendo, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like I mean, in order for her to tell her she was boobs, she would need big, square, pixelated boobs. Yeah, right. you know, and all you saw was a uniform and the gun and jumping around. That's uh, that's the table. Okay. <laughs> Thud. <Yeah. laughs> it's okay. No, we're good. Okay, we're good. I'm checking it. We're good. <laughs> um, so you never got to see who the mm-hmm. person behind the mask was okay. or the helmet, so to speak. Okay. And it went through like I think three or four games I think before yeah. before at the very end where you beat the bad guy, mm-hmm. you, they take off the helmet and she does, fi- she does she does the hair flip and it's like a blonde. Oh no! Nice. And you're like, holy shit! You played a girl for like four games? <laughs> yeah, and didn't know. Yeah, for a decade I didn't know yeah. it was a chick. <clears throat> well, right away all the homophobic guys were like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said, um. The the site is saying uh, she was the first, she was the best, and she still remains one of the most beloved characters Nintendo has in its stable. Granted, we actually didn't know Samus Aran was a woman the first time we played Metroid, but once we discovered it, we were never the same. Not only was the hero of the game a woman, she was one of the deadliest people in the galaxy. Yeah, I can go with that. Yeah. I can go with that. Definitely was a crying game moment, though. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, dude. There's no penis! Uh, There's no penis! <laughs> it was like, yeah, dude, look at me kicking ass. Wait, I'm a chick? Fuck. Now I'm questioning my whole sexuality. <laughs> am, I, am I a kick-ass chick or am I a man because I was kicking all this ass? I don't understand because girls can't kick ass. But yeah, there I was kicking ass as a girl. Whoa. <laughs> That's when Morpheus steps in and goes, you take the red pill. <laughs> or the blue pill. Or the blue pill. 
You take the red pill, you go back to your normal life where the helmet never came off. <laughs> or take the blue pill and find out how deep how this rabbit hole goes. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember that robot chicken where they do that scene and he, he falls <laughs> over and then Morpheus pulls down his pants like, hello, rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh. so let's go take a break, and we'll be back with uh, releases of the week. Yes. And more feminist rants. Yo, you joy. <laughs> Here we go. Well, there you go, folks. That was part one. I hope you enjoyed it. Are we doing three parts? Yeah, we're doing three, three parts. parts. I'm making sure. I wasn't sure if you were going to mash some stuff together. No, no. All right. It's a three-parter tonight. Oh, yeah, baby. Get not one, not two, but three doses of the show. What, what? Um, so yeah, so I mean, uh, obviously, listen to part two because uh, in part two we talk DVD releases as always, video games. I give my review on a video game I was playing all week, well, mm. for forty eight hours at least because I got picked up on Friday. <laughs> um, and uh, we get into uh, how goofy I look. Actually, I discuss the pros and cons of a knit hat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when I do my uh, review, so those people who haven't listen to us live on the radio, if you go to our Geeksters Facebook page, you can see pictures of the hat that I was wearing that I got with the game that yeah. I bought. <laughs> I'll give you a hint, folks. It was Infamous Second Son, the game that I was playing that I review. And see if you want to kick his ass after seeing him wearing a hat. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> hey, man. Anyway, so, um, again, go hit our Facebook page, Geeksters. And like us while you're there, and yes. to get to see the pictures of me looking goofy in hats. And uh, but on, but if you want to watch it live or listen to us live, you can on AquanetRadio.com on Sunday nights from seven to ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or iTunes Radio, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. And of course, if you are listening to this in our podcast, which you can find on iTunes. You can, um, or you can go to our fa- our webpage, wordswithgeeks.com, and listen, stream it live, or download it for later use. You can also go to our mobile app to actually hear the podcast as well. And that was me. That was a, a that was my phone, Bazinga, Bazinga. I forgot to turn it down. Look <laughs> at me, bad Sean, bad bad Sean. I faux pod. You faux pod. I faux pod. <laughs> so, again, wordswithgeeks.com to listen to our podcast. Streaming it yes. or download it. Go to our mobile app. Wordsweekgeeks.com. Wordsweekgeeks.com. Yep. And yep. catch it mobily. You can go anywhere and listen to us. Anywhere. Anywhere. You know, you got a funeral and you're chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> you're at a wedding and it's boring. Yeah. You're at a church. We'll be there. We can be there for you to hold your hand and guide you. <laughs> so, again, um, Tune in. iHeartRadio's iTunes Radio, wordswithgeeks.com, our Geeksters Facebook page. You guys know the drill by now. And also tell a friend. Yes. But if you want to contact Sean on anything we've talked about, you can contact Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And we'll see you in part two.